0: Hi, I'm Jennifer Wilde, and you're listening to Sober Exposure. If it's about recovery, we're going to cover it. It's like one big therapy session, but it's free. So thanks for joining our dysfunctional family as we uncover recovery with Sober Exposure. Let's go. What's up, guys? Sober Exposure with Jennifer Wilde and. Oh, wait, that was the wrong button. <laughs> I'm trying to give you claps. <laughs> wow. A way to kick it up. So we have Brimstone Pro Wrestler and everything else. And I invited Brimstone on the show just because he's just an inspirational guy, man. Like you're like jack of all trades. You've done everything. And everybody you just said this in your text before the podcast. Um, A lot of people that listen to Sober Exposure suck at life. <laughs> so uh, Brimstone's like, I suck at life. So let's talk about sucking at life, how to overcome, what to do. Um, I do a lot of entrepreneurial stuff. And um, just we'll start it with a quick background of who you are, what you do. And uh, that's it. Well, first and foremost,
1: I want to say finally Brimstone has made it. <laughs> The sober exposure with my girl, Jen, I am so psyched to be here. See that gorgeous face across the screen from me. I am loving it. It's been too long since we've had the opportunity to go face-to-face because last time was maybe a few months ago on a phone. And we still haven't hung out in person, but we will make that happen. That's happening. Um, Mm -hmm. In terms of saying I suck at life, I was just joking. Um, And to be completely blunt, nobody sucks at life. You just have to learn how to, you know, kind of work around the rough edges, you know what I'm saying? And that's, that's what it comes down to. You know, I have a lot of friends in the entertainment industry, um, you know, where they, they've, they've had, they've had multiple issues, um, you know, whether it's, you know, alcohol abuse, substance abuse, you know, um, cutting themselves, whatever it is that I've had to deal with. And, and even though I don't personally have those issues myself, I've helped people work through them. And, um, you know, I, and I'm assuming we're going to talk about that a little bit today um if you want to know a little bit about me um i've been in the entertainment industry for over 40 years I started on Sesame Street and Romper Room. That's how far back I am. Don't even,
0: okay. I see, like, I would sit there and watch Romper Room and wait for Sally or whatever to say my (laughs) name. And if she didn't, I'd freaking, like, cry for days. And I don't want to talk too much about the Sesame Street thing, but we have to, because this is so pertinent. First of all, I spent, like, all night last night trying to find your childhood Sesame Street episodes. you got to send those to me.
1: (laughs) I can't find Um, them myself. I only have some pictures. It really sucks.
0: It really does. I mean, like, you being on Sesame street is almost like me as an adult meeting Dave Grohl because there was a period where my mother said to me, she's like, and I turned out to be, obviously this is why I have a sober show, a pretty rebellious child, a bad kid. But I guess I had a really hard time. I, I still need Sesame street. Cause I still can't read, but um, I'm just kidding. I can read, but I can't, you know, anyway, <laughs> my mother sat me down. And she's like, Jennifer, listen, it's time that we break away from Sesame Street. Oh, like, I swear to God, how I, dare she? I was like, no. 18. No, oh, no, no. I think I had a thing with friggin Miss Piggy. I, I, I wanted to have a lesbian experience with her or something. I don't know. But anyway, well, that's the Muppet show.
1: But, you know, you, it, but that's OK, because it's still Muppets and puppets. And I'm I'm good with
0: that. Whatever. Same thing. <laughs> uh, Kermit, you got Kermit the Frog. You got Ernie. He and was Bert. on both
1: sides. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah.
0: I was going to say, are Ernie and Bert? N- I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't know what happened to offset. But on set, there was your <laughs> gentleman. That's all I got to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I love it off, 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 off air. I want to talk more about Sesame Street. I'm serious. because I'm obsessed with it. And I can't <laughs> believe like it's still on the air, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know where it's uh, airing now. I don't think it's on PBS anymore um, yeah. I, and it could be. It could be. I. It's been so long because my kids are older now. My daughter is is my youngest is 11. So she's kind of out of that phase, um, but it was on, it was on PBS when, when she was younger, when she was a baby. And uh, it was funny because speaking about it, since we're on the, uh, the, the subject.
0: Yeah, Cause I have another question about it too, go.
1: Okay, well, so, <laughs> so I was signing at, um, at New York Comic-Con and you're talking about, oh my God, however many years ago. And my little one Haley was probably about two or three years old at the time. And she was in, infatuated with, with Elmo and i found that that elmo and the character the guy who played you know the elmo character uh they were also signing at, at uh, new york so i actually spoke with the sesame street people you know behind the scenes in the green room and uh they escorted uh my wife and my little one across across the what do you call it uh the entire place to go to the private room that they were doing the showing with um with elmo and uh, Gordon, who I was actually on air with years ago, and uh, you know they got to take pictures, and and so they brought him in in front of everybody, which was fantastic. And uh, and then as soon as I was able to get over there, they escorted me over there, so this way I was able to see Gordon and everything again, and um, and and meet um, you know and meet Elmo. So that was uh, a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Uh kids who meet Elmo is like me meeting friggin' <laughs> a young Robert Plant, I'm telling you. So Gordon, there there were there were two. See, I know my Sesame Street Tribute. There were actually two Gordons, I believe. Mm,
1: this is the original Gordon. I don't okay, know if there's I don't know if there was a, a, a second Gordon. I think that um they had somebody that looked similar to him after he was off the show. But I could be wrong.
0: I don't, Mr. Hooper still alive?
1: Mr. Hooper, no. I think, has been gone for a long time. Oh, he was my like Lord. 100
0: and we were launching. <laughs>
1: Oh, my Lord. Yeah. No, okay. he, was, he was old then. He's old now. And I mean, and, and we just lost Carol not too long ago. Um, I reunited with Carol Spinney, she's um, uh, maybe about five, six years ago, maybe a little bit longer. I don't remember time wise. Uh, Carol Spinney is, is, you know, Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch. So yeah. we were signing at um, the Philadelphia Comic Con. And um, it was funny because the promoter I've known for a long time, he goes, Listen, Brim, I want you to do something. I need you to, to host the panel for me. I'm like, all right, sure. Because, you know, whenever you need somebody in a clinch, you know, that knows what they're doing and, and, you know, also has clout, you know, he asks me. So he's like, look, I know you're supposed to be signing, but can you got to go over there and do this for me? I was like, sure. So I've done it for friends of mine from Walking Dead. I've done it for for um, uh, what do you call it? George Takei when when requested. And, you know, and I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it now. But what's it for? And he goes, you'll know when you get there. I go, come on, Chris, you got to tell me what, what we're doing. He goes, I can't tell you, but you're going to be excited about it. I was like, okay. So I wound up walking into a PBS, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, panel. And I was not only the host, but I was also one of the guests. So it was myself, Carol, and um, what do you call it, uh, Speedy Delivery from, um, uh, yeah. what do you That's call Mr. it? Mc- was Mr. that Mr. McFeely? Mr. Mr. McFeely? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. from yeah. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers. So yeah. that was a lot of fun. And I got I hosted that, reconnected, and then we signed with each other for the rest of the con. And, um, you know, it was just being able to reconnect with him after not seeing him for so many years. You know, I was a kid. I was a baby. I was five years old. You know, so.
0: I was going to ask you when you were doing the public appearance, w- appearance, were you doing it as Brimstone or were you doing it as the guest on Sesame No, just no, kidding. Brimstone, Brimstone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, of course. Yeah, yeah. So right. OK, so alright you're you're a pro wrestler? Um, what, what's that like? I mean, give us give us a little insight of what that's like. Is, is it fake? Is it real? I know there's different kinds. I don't know a lot about this.
1: It hurts. I bet. That's what it is. Listen, it's staged. I hate to break to everybody, but it's staged, um, you know, but it's as real as it can be because, you know, I'm 300 plus pounds. Now, given I'm retired, I'm out of the ring. If I'm jumping up on the top rope and I'm lo- le- launching into the air and landing on somebody, Um, You know, it doesn't matter how much give is in the in the ground, doesn't matter how much you protect yourself or I protect the person. It's still 300 plus pounds coming down on your body. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, for those of of you ladies out there who have large men that you uh, are intimate with, I'm sure you know how sometimes it can be crushing when they're on top of you. So at the (laughs) end of the day, you know, if you're jumping from the top ropes and landing on somebody, you know, it still hurts. If there's a camera in your face. And you have to lay in punches. If you are too light on that, and you don't make any contact, guess what? You know it looks fake. So you need to make sure to lay them in. So at the end of the day, you're taking slaps to the head. You know what I mean? More than more than 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 you probably should. Um, you know, steel chairs are steel chairs, tables so, are tables. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, tables, power bombs. Yesterday power I got bombs. so
0: pissed I threw a steel chair. I swear to God I'm not lying. But anyway, um, <laughs> so okay, so but like. I hate to bring it back to the drugs, but I am because I love drugs. So with all that and all that pain and everything, I I imagine there's a lot of shit going around in that uh, arena. Excuse the pun. No. Yes. And well,
1: there is there is. And um, I mean, listen, there's there's always going to be in any type of entertainment, no matter what what it is, there's always going to be temptation. There's always going to be things that are around that other people are doing. And, um, you know, you have the opportunity to, to say, You know, yeah, let me try it or no, I'm going to steer clear of that. Now, the fact that I grew up, um, I I was I grew up in a not so great area, you know, still love where I come from, Uniondale, New York, uh, home of the Nassau Coliseum. Uh, But I was one of the only white kids, um, you know, and I was I, you know, I grew up fighting, you know, I grew up, um, you know, as as seeing a lot of people that were doing drugs and, and, and so forth. And I saw a lot of shit. Pardon my French. I should I have not cursed. I apologize. But, I didn't yeah, know if,
0: fucking don't curse on my fucking show, motherfucker. I please. Didn't, I
1: didn't know if it was a cussing show or not. So I'm, I'm very <laughs> respectful. Um, so what do you call it? That being said, um, you know, I I saw what was happening. I had a lot of friends in hip-hop. Um, you know, I saw what what was going on there. And then when I got into what do you call it, uh, music and I was really and I was playing and I was out there, I saw so much that I was like, you know what? I don't want to take any chances. I drank a little bit, but I've never done drugs. I've never even smoked weed. Um, oh, you yeah. know, like to, to be completely blunt, I'm very, very, I, I just, I'm not straight edge, but I just, I don't want a part of it. Um, and because I've seen what it's done to people and, um, that, yeah. and, and to be fair, you know, like, you know, I know in terms of drinking, I know when to stop. I know when my father has a, as an issue you know, or had an issue where you know he's not an alcoholic, but he can tend to drink a little bit too much, uh so you know at the end of the day um you know you're you see things, you know what I mean, but the reason why he drinks is because he was in Vietnam, you know what I mean, so he's mm-hmm. you know sometimes he does it just to forget um you know, like see, this people have different reasons for doing these things, you know in in music, you know you're either doing it because you want to you try to be cool and hang with everybody or because you know um. You're you're you know, you're trying to take cut the edge off because you're afraid to go out and play in front of X amount of people. You know what I mean? You have to take yeah. that edge off. You don't want to be nervous. You don't want those butterflies in your stomach to this day, Jen. And I've been in entertainment for 40 plus years. I've been in front of people for that many years. I still get the butterflies in my stomach when I'm about to go out and speak to a giant group of people or when I'm sitting to talking to five, 10 people. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make a difference. Do I do it? And I do it Do it. And I do it well. Of course. But at the end of the day, you still get those butterflies. So you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. That's normal. That's life.
0: And those butterflies are sort of a form of uh, adrenaline and um, endorphins. And that that's my that's kind of a drug. That's like when when I was back in my radio heyday back in the day, you know, and I'd go up <laughs> on stage and like be like, Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, WMS presents Pearl Jam, you know, and for ah the crowd like yeah. fuck, man. There is nothing like that.
1: No, there's nothing. And and you know, and being a musician, there's nothing like being up on stage and watching as everybody sings your lyrics back to you. You know what I mean? Like there it there's so much adrenaline there already that you don't need that extracurricular stuff, but people still use it just now going back to wrestling. Um, you know, and, and, and again, look, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, you know, like there, there are ways to kind of, you know, kind of bend around it, or at least try to bend around it and keep yourself healthy. Um, you know, I, I don't want to ever come off disrespectful and be like, well, you shouldn't do this because that's, that's not who I am. I want to help people and, and teach people that, you know what, you're, you're good enough as you are. You don't need anything else you don't need the alcohol to be a fun person you don't need you know what I mean to uh take steroids because I was getting back to the wrestling thing as you were you were talking uh mm-hmm. you asked that question you don't need to take steroids in order to you know uh become the status quo of what they feel a wrestler should look like I don't have abs I never had abs I was very successful in my career and I don't need to prove myself to anybody else and you don't need to prove yourself to anyone else and nobody else needs to prove themselves to anybody else. The fact of the matter is all you have to do is prove uh, yourself to yourself. You know what I mean? You have to feel yeah. comfortable in your own skin. And you know what? I know that, that you, you were very public about it. You just had a little bit of a, rel- a relapse. Guess what? Yeah. We're human. Accidents happen. Things happen. You wanted a little taste of whatever you had to taste of. It is what it is. Now you're back on the freaking wagon and you're working towards you know, being healthy. And that's it. You know, and, and and I respect that. And I respect people more for, you know, getting on and, and falling off because, you know, we're we're all normal. Uh, we're all we're all it's it's natural, you know, to to you know to fail at things. But failure, just like in business and in entertainment, failure creates the seeds of growth and moving forward. You cannot move forward if you don't fail. It's just a matter of how many times you pick yourself back up and continue to plant those seeds in order to grab those vines and swing into the future. So the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, um, I've dealt with a lot of friends that have had these substance issues and all I can do is be, and they've all come
0: on my show. No, (laughs) no, 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 not all of
1: them. Some of them would never, would never. Uh, But some of them I've gone to the extent of getting them on the, the Dr. Phil show. Um, just, just so that he would put them into, um, a program. program. Uh, I think you and I have had that conversation. Um, I've had other friends that, you know, they, they just can't stop because they've got things in their life that are, are not going well for them. But, you know, then again, on the split, you know, split screen, they're these ginormous superstars, they're superstars, you know, and, and people love and adore them. But they're in their own little world because in, in entertainment, you're in your own little bubble. So you always yeah. feel like you're by yourself. You always feel like, you know, well, I don't have anybody else or anybody to lean on and so forth.
0: And, and like. it doesn't even have to be an entertainment because like when you when you have this affliction, I mean, I could have all the love in the world, friends, family, everything all around me, not a celebrity, but friends and family and loved ones. And oh, yeah. I, I have everything that I could possibly want in life. But yet you know, you feel alone. And no, no matter what, it's just I, I feel like it's just something that it, there's just a disconnect in the brain you yeah. know, with addiction. It's just something that you're freaking born with. But yeah, it's the, it's what you do with it that matters. Once you are aware, it's your responsibility to mm. take action and do something about it. So you don't die or kill someone else in the process. Right.
1: And, and, and the sad thing is, is that I've also seen a lot of people take their own lives, friends of mine that you know, I've known for years, some that I haven't seen in years, some that I saw a few days before. I mean, there's the, they 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 they, you know, feel the need that they're in such a depressed situation and they feel like they failed or whatever it is that they're feeling. um, And and, um, you know, that they feel the need to take their lives. And, you know, for those of you out there who have ever had those those feelings and those issues, and I don't know if you can you can put this in your show notes, but there's help. There's always somebody out there that's willing to help you, whether it be a family member, a friend, or there are hotlines. If you can drop hotlines, Jen, that of would be course. great Of course, suicide people.
0: prevention hotline, you know, yes.
1: There's there's always somebody that's willing to talk to you. Hell, for God's sake, if you can't find anybody, message me on social media, and I, I promise you I will respond to you personally, and I'll get back to you, and I will try to get you help. Now, I'm not saying that, that everybody should just send me you know, a bunch of things, but you know, I, if you have, if you need help, I'm there for you. Just like, uh, you know, the hotline is I, you know, I have no problem trying to put you in the right direction, uh, or try to talk you off a ledge. Um, I've done it before. I'm good at it. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't want you to take your own life. Um, you know, it's, it's not worth it. Nothing is worth that. Um, so that being said, you know, I, I just, um, there's something that goes on and, and I guess, uh, you know, it has a lot to do with depression, anxiety, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and other, other things that, that I guess you would know more about the medical in terms of anything other than I know depression, anxiety is a big one for a lot of people that causes them to do, you know, whatever it is that they're doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and there's a lot of people that have mental health issues that that just aren't addicts. Um, but for the, the ones that, that, that are addicts with mental health issues, we are self-medicating. That's what I did my whole life was self-medicated my pain, you know, that I was born with. I believe there was a disconnect in my brain and I'm getting this TMS therapy. I don't know if you saw that stuff I'm doing. I'm getting like my, it's like Woody Woodpecker on my brain. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you should look into it in case someone comes to you. Uh, it's it's definitely a good solution for um, depression. And he, he's not shitting you, man. He definitely will like Brimstone will get back to you. Like don't spam him. But like, if you're really going through something and if you like respect Brimstone and um, a fan or whatever, like, and you're going through some, something, then I know firsthand that, that he will be there for you. And that's why I wanted you on the show because you are just like, you help me so much too. Like even with, uh, when I first started the podcast and we met and just you didn't know me from Adam. And I, I like I said, I was like, this guy doesn't even want to sleep with me. He's married. He doesn't <laughs> want to sleep. with. Me. Maybe he does. But, I, you know, he's not acting like he's not he's not acting on it and just genuinely helping me. And th- th- we just don't have that enough in, in this world anymore. People are all about themselves.
1: Well, that's the problem is a lot of people um, are very much 100 percent about themselves and they don't care about anybody else or anything else and they just care about you know um the a1 since day one as as mr Greer always says from from grindhouse radio what am i what of i calling? what do you call it the fact of the matter is is that um there's sh- you know you, you should be especially if you're in a, a place where you can help others along or you can help to care about other people or give back you know we do a lot of giving back at grindhouse i do a lot of giving back i do a ton of charity work because i feel that you know the people that that there are people out there that have put me into the position that I'm in, that I have the opportunity to do the things that I get to do and what do you call it? And these, some of these people, you know um, they deserve, you know, the assistance back, they deserve the love back. And um, you know, you never forget where you come from. You never forget the people that that came up with you. You never forget the people that helped you get to where you are. And um, you know, there are a lot of people, unfortunately, don't that don't have the same they don't feel that the same way um
0: yeah they do forget you know um, many of them too that's what
1: it is i mean I, you know there are people there are people that uh you know that i've helped you know that i've helped through tough times um without expecting anything or caring As a matter of fact i didn't let you know i made sure that nobody knew about it even right now i'm not telling you who the people are, I know, that I I'm want talking to ask about. you
0: so bad. Like, what celebrities did you help? Who who got you know what they get high on or what's their problem? Yeah, I can but, tell you, no, off of air,
1: not not on air. It's not a public thing, but yeah, but and, it's, yeah, but, but the, here's the thing is, is that the people that I'm talking about, it is a very public thing. And you've seen it in the news and you've seen it happening. But I'm not going to I don't need to put my I don't need to excel myself forward because of other people's issues. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm there as their friend. I'm not there as someone else in the industry. It's just as if we were neither one of us are celebrities. This is you are my friend. What can I do to make you whole again? What can I do to help you? What can I do to, to you know, put you in the right direction and get you the help that you need? Um, but again, it's up to that other person.
0: It's to follow through. To follow through. <laughs> that's the problem. We don't follow through. <laughs> but
1: And that's, and unfortunately, that is the case in a lot of different scenarios, you know, where um, people, people just, you know, they're, they're they they do not want to be in in, you know, they don't want to have that addiction. They don't want to be addicted to it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, they once once they have the opportunity to jump out, they kind of still want to stay and keep, you know, hold of, of that addiction. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, they,
0: well, well, yeah, we don't want to let go. It. It's, yeah, it's, it's acceptance. It. yeah it's step one. Yeah. So all right. Pro wrestler, awesome career, kick ass, and then you get old and you can't do it anymore. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I can no. still do most of the things that I did when I was 20. Now, let's just say that. I still got the swirl. I'm good. I'm all right. What do you call I it? I believe
0: it. My wife I is happy,
1: it. but, um, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, I don't do the dirty little secrets club for nothing, man. Um, you know, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. you know, but at the end of the day, you know, like, yeah. So, okay. So I'm old now. Go ahead. Continue. No.
0: So, so, so how do you make the transition? Because listen, I got old people, you know, and I, I, I had to, um, kind of reinvent myself and, I actually am struggling with that. You seem to have just embraced it and done it in such a brilliant way, but um, you're an entrepreneur, you know? But like making that transition from something that you've been doing for so long that you love, how did you, how did you get out of that and just like figure out the next step in your life? Because a lot of this is about next step in our life. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How do you go through that process?
1: Well, um, a thing that, that you know, it, it all has in common is uh you know effed up things happen to me you know um which caused you know a reason for me to kind of make some kind of a lateral move or decide that hey i want to do something a little bit different you know there are a lot of things that that um you know a lot of bad people out there and um just like there are a lot of people demons that other people have you know i have people that are demons that you know have tried to hurt me over the years so you know sometimes Sometimes
0: they, they obviously weren't trying to hurt you physically because you'd kick their asses from here to, to next. Agreed, side of the agreed. world. But
1: but the Internet, the Internet is a wonderful place where, you know, you've got these pigs and trolls that are out there that all they do is sit there and try to break people down. And most of them have done absolutely nothing with their lives whatsoever. Um, You know, and and, um, you know, the fact of the matter is, is, you know, with with me, I've always been the person in, in general from the beginning that I just wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. I'm a former drummer. I still drum, what do you call it? But I am, I walk to my own beat. I've always said, you know what? If I want to try this, I'm going to do it. I might not excel in it, but I want to do it. And if I want to see something brought into the world, I want to do it because we only have so much time here on earth. And uh, I want to be able to leave not only a legacy, uh, but I also want to leave a good enough, Uh, financial um, structure for my family when it's time for me to go, you know what I mean? Um, But, but legacy wise, it's huge. It's huge for me, you know Um, let, let's not forget who, you know, most of us do it for. We do it because we're supporting our families and, you know, we want to make sure that our kids have more than what we had growing up. And um, you know, for me, that's, that's big. So in terms of transition um, some things, like I said, were forced, you know, where it's like, "All right, well, I have to make a decision on whether I want to continue to do this or um, I want to jump into this or you know, and um, other things were not now, you know in terms of pro wrestling the the wrestling was a little bit of the acting, wrestling was a little bit of the mm-hmm. sports from from school days, you know, and and uh, you know, put it all and throw it into one, create this character what's what's the the next natural progression? of a professional wrestler professional wrestlers are what in the ring they're real life superheroes right you know we're you know up there we're slamming people around these big monsters in a ring and you look it up going oh my god look at these guys so i said when i got into the industry i wanted to make sure that i had a clear-cut gimmick a clear-cut character which i did i'm from the old school days so my character wasn't just any guy with an attitude problem it was a character, you know what I mean? It's Brimstone, you know, the, the you know, um, what do you call it, uh, he he protected the gates of hell and blah, 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 stupid crap, whatever. But I took it and I spun it into the comic book because I said, if, you know, I don't want to be 60, 70 plus years old and still be in the ring. And there's nothing wrong with the people that are. Ric Flair is out there still. He's, you know, yeah, he's an icon. Uh, what do you call it? You've got, you know, other guys out there that have, You know what I mean? Gone till all ages, but I didn't want to be that guy. You know what I mean? You didn't want to
0: be the Tom Brady of wrestling. (laughs) No, 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 no.
1: (laughs) And I mean, look, and I'm, 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 I'm out there, but I'm not, I'm not those iconic guys. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to sit there and to continue being, you know, in the ring and don't get me wrong. I'd love to be back in the ring again here and there. And uh, everybody jokes around me all the time. They're like, you should get back in, you should get back in. I'll tease it every so often and think about it. But, you know, as of right now, I'm sitting and nursing, you know, bone spurs on my shoulders, a uh, uh, torn meniscus, and, and I'm not even wrestling. So what do you call it? Um, you know, I've got some time. That being so said, there's
0: some days that I wouldn't mind you getting in the ring with my boyfriend. No, I'm just kidding. See,
1: I just <laughs> always had yeah, yeah, yeah. With your boyfriend. I didn't know you were seeing somebody, Jen.
0: Uh, nah, I don't have a boyfriend. Yeah, you're, lying. Not-
1: you're lying. You're lying. And you're looking at him right now, aren't you?
0: Look at that, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> see that's another thing um sex and love addiction when you just uh, can't be with one person
1: <laughs> there you go it's true and I have a friend that I sent you about that as well
0: oh I love her she's so amazing mm-hmm. she hasn't been on yet right because Kendra cool. no we're working on it she's okay. got some issues right now but Kendra is my girl mm-hmm. and uh she she's really awesome yeah yeah sweet, sweet. I love you yeah. as, as candy love her to death
1: gorgeous. Uh, just like you. Fantastic people. Um, but anyway, you know, in terms of, of, of the whole um, wrestling thing, you know, I, I took that and then I grabbed the story. And along with one of my other friends, um, you know, we, who was a writer, we put it into a format, created a Bible for it, then did a whole series, uh, spun into what was supposed to be an animated series, kids books. Then from there, you know, uh, I started touring and, and supporting the comic books. So I was signing at all the comic book conventions again and all that jazz. And when I was doing that, I reconnected with friends. Um, one of them being Peter Mayhew, who's Chewbacca from Star Wars and him and his his wife, Angie. Um, you know, they saw everything I was doing and he was at the time trying to get his, his children's books out. And uh, Angie was like, look, do you think that you'd be able to, um, what do you call it, uh, uh, publish our books and help us out? I was like. Anything for you guys, because I love Pete and Angie and uh, still love Angie and Pete, but Pete passed away, as everybody knows, a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, and, you know, it's that's one another thing of being able to meet you and, and become friends with your heroes. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of them are a lot older than you and, and you know, things. It is what it is. So I've lost mm-hmm. Pete. I've lost Stanley. I've lost, you know, uh, um, what do you call it, Carol Spinney? I mean, there's there's been a lot of loss. Um, Mm -hmm. but that being said, you know, it, it, we keep on moving, we keep on moving. Um, you know, you can't let the bad times get you down because that's what gets you into too much trouble. Um, Mm -hmm. but that being said, uh, you know, when I was doing all this, uh, you know, and I was back on tour on the road, it's the next natural progression, Jen. So like when I was doing, you know, now I've got the comics going, but now I'm on the road again, I said, well, I want to do something more because now I'm seeing the insides of Uh, you know, of the arenas. I'm seeing, you know, the the convention centers, the insides of hotel rooms. Uh, You know, I said, but I'm not seeing the cities that I'm going to. And it was the same thing when I was wrestling, touring all over the place. I'm not seeing anything other than planes, trains, and automobiles. And that's it. And, you know, and I wanted to see more stuff. So I was like, uh, at the time, my director of operations for Hound Comics, which I I developed because Pete and Angie had wanted to come to me. And then I built that into a big publishing company. But um, what do you call it? But Hound Comics Inc., um, what do you call it? So my director of operations, Aton, uh, Aton Wish. He, I said to him, "I go look. I need to do something more." He goes, "Well, what do you, you want to do?" I said, "Well, I want to go and and do something other than this." You know, <laughs> he goes, "Well, yeah. what is that?" I said, "Well, I like to eat." He goes, "Well, yeah, we know that." I said, "Screw you, Aton." Um, and then he go and I go, "Well, I like to talk." He goes, "And he goes, yeah, we know that." I said, "Shut up, Aton." Um, and then I said, "Let's do something with food." So, Food Hound Tidbits was born. And um, what do you call it? We wound up doing the foodie stuff. Um, And the next natural progression for that was the sauces and seasonings and so on and so on. The coffee line, the candy line and then all of that stuff. Then I took and I put it and wrote it into the comic book. So this way, the fans Mm -hmm. of the comic book know, you know what I mean? Have know about the sauce and seasonings. Yeah. Vice versa. You're
0: just a born entrepreneur. You got the cup. got Okay. So we're both members of the tribe. You got the Jewish club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, you, you got the business, but you got, you know, not everybody, not everybody can pull all that off. And then now also the, the this is, this is what I'm jealous of. Cause this is my arena is the uh, voiceover work that you do with the video games and all yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell us about that. What the hell? How do you do that? It's a lot of fun, man. Um,
1: it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of strain on your voice. If, if, um, you know, if you're doing a lot, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I, I enjoy the hell of it out of it. Um, you know it's 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 something that I've always wanted to do. I absolutely am one of those guys and you know and was one of those kids that purposely made all the noises and and squeaky sounds, and you know kind of you know, got down to the gravelly voice went all the way up you know what I mean it's just like just do back and forth do more of that no no, it. no, I don't want to blow anybody's mind no I'm just kidding. <laughs> um I'm actually using the really high registered voice for a new character um called Bezel uh which is 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 um. I'm going to start working on that. I think we're starting to to do some audio work for that soon. But um, that's for the Brush Brigade, which which is uh, currently and getting ready to get into production to pre production right now. And um, will
0: you do the rest of the podcast in Beazle's voice? No, I will not. <laughs> I'm just
1: because I have other things I have to do after and it will kill my voice. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, but I, I think I'm psyched because he's he's one of the main characters and uh, he's a lot of fun and he's a really cute character. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens with him. But then, you know, I've got, you know, another, you know, a uh, big one called uh, Serial Killers, which I'm playing Terror T, which is the, uh, this version of uh, Tony the Tiger from Kellogg's. So, you know, it's a big tiger character, and uh, it's all... Serial Killers, I'll just give you a quick overview of it, is it's all the different serial icons, um, all the little characters from all the different right. things, except they're fighters, and they're all thrown the- into an arena together. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a I really cool thing. That really cool thing and the demo should be out early 22 um it was supposed to be out in 21 but they went back in they did some things but all my voice work is done for that um but you know that's a big growl you know what i mean like so you're growling and there's a lot of there's a lot of work i did about 12 hours straight um just to, to get that stuff down and when you're getting deep into the you know you know what i mean These snarls and stuff like that you know it starts affecting the back of your throat if if you're not sitting and keeping yourself hydrated. Listen,
0: every night at the end of the day, my voice just from, Hi there! <laughs> <close> the door! <laughs> Having a 16 year old kid, come on. But I mean, I, I am like, I gotta tell you, I am so impressed with that. That's like, and then with the video game stuff, like do, you you don't get get involved with like, cause again, I'm gonna go back to my 16 year old because I always make everything about me. Uh, so he's you a should. gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a total gamer, the kid. um, And he's really good with computers. So like I'm trying to think with my brain because I'm going to need someone to take care of me financially. So I'm like, OK, so you should learn how to animate video games.
1: Mm-hmm. Coding is like- great. Yeah.
0: He hates it. He won't code. I tell him, I keep him. He's like, I don't like coding. I'm like, yeah, you got to learn the coding, right? So that's what it is, right?
1: Yeah, there's I a don't... lot of there's a lot of coding and everything. I mean, look, I'm I'm not on that end of spectrum. I don't know how to.
0: No, you're the how to Do
1: that. I do. I do. I bring the character right. to life. That's that's my job, and I, I love that job. Um, I have ideas, but I don't know how to program the damn thing. Just like the shows, you know, with with the podcast, I don't know how to do any of the engineer work. We have all the top in the world. I mean, you don't you walk in. I'm, I'm endorsed by Bear dynamic. I'm endorsed by uh what do you call it by Zoom? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to use everything. You know, when you're putting it all together, I suck at, I suck at that.
0: No, um, da- oh, you look, look what just happened. Look, look, my button popped open.
1: Oh, um, see, you're welcoming me. Can't tease me like that, Jen. You can't tease me. God no, damn it. No, God damn it. What do you call <laughs> But what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> but um, in terms of oh my god, now I forgot what we were talking about. See, you of distracted course you me. Would. You distracted me. You're not <laughs> supposed to
0: distract a lot. The
1: cleavage is not supposed to distract me. Jesus Christ, Jeff. <laughs> um, what was I just talking about? I was talking about. I don't know. not knowing, not knowing about the equipment.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I was just gonna say. We're, yeah, not knowing about the technical stuff because oh, you are the talent. That's right. We just get to walk in <laughs> and
1: cars. the um. What do you call it? I know one of the 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 people that. I'm working with uh her name's Kim. Uh we're doing um I'm doing some voice work with her uh for The Lost Weld, which is a big fantasy game. Uh fantastic. Uh, my 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 Gal pal Erica Schroeder from Pokemon is in on it now. Um, there are other people that I can't say because it's, it's still nda Um, but I, I'm playing Lord skalakron on that one, and um I had some input. I had a lot of input on my character itself. I had some some um, input and ideas mm-hmm. for other things. Um, but, but Kim is always looking for, you know, for help and, and, you know, young people that are looking to kind of get involved in, in the industry. So that always might, that might be an, uh, uh, an interesting introduction. Hunter,
0: are you listening to that? So. Uh, d- take the coding class that I'm going to pay for. I'll pay for it,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but she might be able to give some kind of a, uh, a direction in that as well, but she's doing the entire game in herself. Um, you know what I mean? She, she's, yeah. she's incredible. And, uh, the stuff is beautiful. And uh, we have a really cool cast for that game. I just, I can't, I'm not at liberty to, to say uh, everything because it's just NDA.
0: Um, I mean, they're so cool. Listen, these games, they're, 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 this is not Space Invaders, okay? Like, <laughs> this is, this no. is no Pac-Man, this shit, no. man. This stuff is cool. But I,
1: I, 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 love, I love the the you know, the difference in all the games. I, I absolutely love doing the video game thing. I love doing the animated thing you know, one of my favorites is, is I do game day for, um, what do you call it? The, the weaklings. And it's like, you know, just the sporty guy. And just, it's funny. Cause I get to do the, the, you know, ho, ho, hey, ho, you know that kind of a, you know, fun, just, you know, just, it's just a, a raspy voice and just fun. And, you know, another one I do with, um, uh, my buddy, Greg Sipes from Teen Titans go, um, I, I do, um, we're working on, uh, uh, donut baby and, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I play um uh was it Captain Frosting or General Frosting, whatever it is. And I do like a Gilbert Gottfried-ish <laughs> type of voice. What do you call it? Commander Frosting. That's it. Um sorry, it's been a minute, you know, the 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 uh pandemic kind of that. Yeah. Um yeah. but what do you call it? You know, so he's over here like this and he's going back and forth. And this stone baby, you know, like it's just, you know, it's a, I like I like to do the fun, raspy voices, but I also like to do things that they don't expect like the Beazle voice, you know, where yeah. in a million years, you wouldn't expect that coming out of me. And, no. and yeah, I, I can you know, say Tom you a Hanks. Yeah. yeah
0: I, I, when Tom Hanks was doing Toy Story, you know, Academy Award winning, I don't know how many times Tom Hanks, you know, he said that that was the most challenging film that he did. Mm-hmm. Voice work, uh, Toy Story, because when you're acting, you know, the facial expressions, is half the gig you know oh, yeah. but when when you're doing what you're doing it's all in inside you without any facial expressions it's all audio it's it's just like that is not an easy task i'm like i'm in awe of it like i think it's awesome what, what's your favorite out of all the things you do what what's the favorite? The wrestling, the voiceovers, the uh, just doing a regular podcast. Talking um,
1: to you, Jen. That's my I favorite thing.
0: knew that was going to be the answer. That's, that's my, why I. Mwah,
1: that's my favorite thing. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my my my, and then my the second my second favorite thing after that is yeah. being dad to my kids. You know okay. what I mean? Having my family. So that's that's the biggest accomplishment that I've ever had, um, because you know bringing life into the world. That's that's what it is. And again. All this other stuff is really fun. It's really cool. It's great. I love it. I love my life. I love being able to do the things I get to do and accomplishing what I get to accomplish and failing at the things I fail at. But, you know, the, the, the coolest thing is, you know, seeing, you know, my children, my children grow up and come into their own. And, and I'm, I'm psyched because even though they've all they've all expressed, they've all expressed a little bit of interest in entertainment here and there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but they don't want to follow in Dad's footsteps at all. Uh, but what do you call it? But my my older daughter tried it when she was younger and she decided it wasn't for her. Um, mm-hmm. What do you call it? And then my, my son and I are actually doing um, we're, we're currently filming for a television series. Uh, what do you call it? Which is supposed to be on one of the um, uh, big networks, but uh, uh, streaming networks. So I can't say it right now because we're still under NDA, but we're going to start plugging that on social media shortly. So everybody will know about it soon enough, but we're going to be doing some stuff together um we've already started filming for that and then also um my little one uh Haley, uh just got cast in one of the video games that i'm cast in and she did it all on her own you know she, wow. she did it she auditioned and uh, she got the part and she was super psyched about that so the coolest thing for me is getting to see them do cool stuff and hopefully mm-hmm. that they'll be able to do just you know enjoy the path that i've kind of laid out you know what i mean that's
0: yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like you said, yeah, it's like every answer. You're so genuine and sweet. And who'd have, who'd have thunk it? You know, if, yeah. <laughs> if, if I would have seen you like, you know, wrestling, you all think you always think that they're like mean, but some people are, believe- <laughs> some Yeah,
1: people
0: are. you Who, know, who's the one I, I, I can't break his anonymity, but it has to do with recovery, how I know him. And I can't believe I don't remember his name. Oh no, no, no. That wasn't wrestling. That was another guy that, that was, um, the, the blonde guy, the blonde, back in the day, I don't know. Where's where's producer Nick? He left. It doesn't matter. But the other
1: guy,
0: <laughs> Hulk Hogan, right?
1: Hogan, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Hogan had substance abuse. I don't
0: know. No, 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 no. no, That's what I was thinking of, and I got him confused with the bounty hunter who does. Oh have my system.
1: god! Don't Dog the bounty hunter. <laughs> Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> no, not.
0: I met him a couple of times. I got stuck in a hole with him in a corner. Oh. Um, oh. I couldn't get out of. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, I'm okay. Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I'm yeah. done you. yeah, but anyway, I don't know how. I don't know how that got in. That,
1: um, that mullet, that will scare people. You know? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he had really a good
0: heart. He was just giving away like a lot of um, misinformation. Like, okay, so I'm sitting here. I don't have a lot of sobriety. Obviously, I just relapsed. So I invite experts in, and um, we we talk about. But he's sitting here he went into a treatment center and he's giving advice about how to stay sober. Okay. And, and, and the dude has like two days. So Brim, yeah, Brim, I, mean- I love you. I know you have a crazy day and we both have crazy days. We actually went over. That's how fast it went. Oh, so I, I hope. Yeah. I hope you're not that fast when I see you here in Miami. No,
1: no, no, no. Yeah, huh, huh. I got you. I got you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> All right, tell us about your podcast. Plug your podcast. Um, sure, sure, and whatever you want to give a plug to, and uh, we'll call it a day, baby.
1: Make sure you hit up the Grindhouse Radio, uh dot com. It is uh, a lot of fun. We we'll take you on a nice, beautiful whirlwind of pop culture adventures. Uh, a lot of fun there, and we always have a, another special guest on every single week. Uh, new episodes Thursday night, seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, we do a live on Wednesdays, two p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Mister Greer and myself, both from the Grindhouse Radio, do truly inconsequential. We do it on our uh via the website, thegrindhouseradio.com, as well as you know live on Facebook and Twitch and all that stuff. It's still somewhat new, so you know hopefully people will check us out and we pretty much debate you know the the uh consequentiality of different pop culture characters from across uh time. And um, what do you call it? Then you can also get within Brim Skin every Tuesday. Also, the Dirty Little Secrets Club every Tuesday. I do with Dana Pereira. Awesome show. If you like sex, you like secrets. I want to go on that show. (laughs) I'll bring you on there. I can bring you on that. I like sex and secrets. I can bring you on that one. Um, (laughs) And what do you call it? Uh, You know, that's that's a hell of a lot of fun. And um, in general, you want to find out anything about me. You want to just ride the Brimstone train of of all the stuff I do. Go to the real Everything's up there. There are a couple of things that I still have not added, but you know, you, it's, it'll take you on adventures and, and down a rabbit hole that you probably don't want to go down. Um, also uh, I'm very, very, I'm on all, all social media, but I'm very heavy on Instagram at the real brimstone. It's verified. You know, it's me. Um, I respond to you personally. It's always mm-hmm. me, It's not my wife. It's not my assistant. It's, it's always me. So please, you know, feel free to reach out, comment. I'm very big on engagement. Please comment on the post. I will always respond back, and uh you know listen support your support each other. you know what i mean if you're yeah. if you're having just just as a closing statement, you know if you're having issues, you need help, call somebody. make sure you let it be known so this way people can help you and then once they do, make sure to help yourself because uh we want you here uh, and again, feel free to contact me if you need you need uh any more assistance that that uh you know somebody else can't provide. So.
0: Love you. Thank you. Have an awesome day and we'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks so much, Jen. Love you guys. Mwah. Love you. Sober Exposure with me, Jen. Wild. We'll see you next week. Need more? Of course you do. The show's all about needing more. Go to my website at SoberExposure.show or get stuck on my Instagram at SoberExposure